What's up, guys? Your boy Chingo here. Before we get into the episode, quick reminder, we would really appreciate your support at patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. You guys are the reason we still have freedom of speech. I took a big risk stepping out of the mold, going against the grain, and talking about this perspective on all the issues that affect our lives. So if you dig that red pill tamal, sign up, join the community, and get access to multiple shows, premium content. We got episodes dropping out the wazoo. All right, that's it. Enjoy the show. Sass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to RPT season number eight, episode 89. Bro, we're almost at 100 episodes. It is Wednesday, September 17th, 2021, year of our Lord. Uh, my tour is almost over. If you've been missing out, you do not want to miss the next few cities we have. Next stops, Addison, Texas, October 7th through the 10th. San Antonio, Texas, spread the word, October 14th through the 16th. Back to California, Irvine, California, November 3rd. Then Houston, November 5th through the 7th. It is the Freedom of Speech Tour. A lot of new merch about to hit the uh, shelves real soon. Chinglebling.com, new RPT merch, Thea merch, all types of goodies. And um, yeah, man. A lot of talk about today. Shout out to Shell Shock CBD. When you check out at Shell, when you check out at ShellShockCBD.com, use promo code Chingo. You will get ten percent off of your Delta Eight gummies, your CBD gummies, whatever it is you have. They even have CBD gummies with melatonin. Sounds like you, you had that. too much of that badass Delta Eight right now. Slurring your words, Sleepy Joe. Man, bro, I had to get up at five in the morning. I've been going, 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 pit stop in Phoenix, wearing this nasty ass mask the entire freaking day. Uh, pain in the neck, but you know what? I'm not going to complain about being employed. Uh, I promised myself, I was like, bro, when you get back on the road, do not complain about all the stupid traveling you have to do. But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm back in California. Uh, currently, we're recording this while I'm in California. Mm-hmm. And the recall has just been called, supposedly by a landslide, mm-hmm. in favor of Newsom. People decided to keep Newsom in California. That's what they say, right? You know, we want to start conspiratorial for our uh, patrons here, for our uh, for TIA. That's what they say, right? The people chose to keep Newsom. But also, one of the numbers to maybe like to look at is that I think of the three million Republicans that, were vo- that voted, Larry Elder got half of those, I think. If not all three million, either way, it equated to about forty-six or forty-seven percent of the vote for the recall, which is still pretty high if you think about it. It's almost half. So here's some things I heard, man. I heard uh, that a lot of Republican people didn't go out to vote. I heard they that as well. Up. Why did you hear that that happened? Uh, like, what was the reason? Yeah, they speculate. Um, I heard people trying to blame Trump, that Trump was like, the elections are rigged, right. everything's rigged. Uh, so, of course, they got to blame everything on Papi Trumpas. Um, and, and also, I also heard that, I think Steve Bannon said this, he said, uh, the focus was shifting too much about elder, 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 when really, it's like, no, man, just focus on step number one, which is get Newsom out. Just get Newsom out and then worry about, you know, which Republican is going to take his spot later. But I guess they were trying to make it too much about, like, you know, elder. Well, yeah, well, you know what they did, too? And this is something that's going to be telling of, like, things to come. In the ads that they were running in California, right, you could see that Larry Elder was focusing on outside of, like, the metropolitan areas, you know, in the rural, more rural areas, which is where his base would be more. 
But Dude. his stuff was also all localized. It was like the homeless, right? It was the um, the mandates. It was all the all that kind of stuff. And the Newsom approach, when he had uh, you know uh, Joe Breezy come into town and he had Obama run an ad for him and all that, was all nationalized. It was all national issues. COVID around the country, you know, uh, authoritarianism around the country, believe it or not. Uh, he's basically Trump, and they use a picture of Larry Elder and Trump. So he focused all of his efforts on making sure people knew that if you vote for this guy, you're going to get Trump, and that's terrible. And it worked. So if you look at the future, people that he might endorse or people that he might say that's the guy, it might not even work in their favor because he can get himself elected, but it's looking like his endorsement... Trump. Oh, you're talking about yeah. Trump. Yeah, you know, Trump saying that that's that's the guy it might not actually work out for those whoever's running for whatever seat. Well, this is how I see it when it comes to um, the way Newsom focused on national issues and how they were trying to keep Trump as the kukui. Mm-hmm. So I've been using this. I've been hearing them use this term where they say Trumpism, where they say Trump may be out, but Trumpism is still here. Yeah. So basically. The media did such a great job of, of painting Trump as like, bro, this dude's the Antichrist, man. He, this guy is the Antichrist. <clears throat> and not only that, but his followers are insurrectionists. Not only that, Larry Elder's a black, white supremacist, and he's going to keep Trumpism. And as I told you last episode, they brainwashed a lot of Californians into thinking that basically like, oh, my God. Republican governors, those are bad. They're killing everyone. You know, they're not safe like Newsom. Newsom's saving lives by killing our economy. You know, look at Florida. Uh, uh, DeSantis, he's killing people. Yeah, yeah. The efforts have to be on, I don't know. Actually, I don't even fucking know. What are the efforts supposed to be on? Because so many people that have been convinced of Trump, of, you know, this guy, Orange Man, bad. And this, you know, if you vote for this guy, it's like you're going to be voting for him again. That whole narrative I don't know that it's going to get shattered in the minds of those people. So what, what what's going to push the people in the middle to vote for anybody that's got an R next to their name if every national ad in the future for the midterms and beyond is going to be ran as this guy is Trump if you vote for him. Basically. If you vote for him, it's like voting for Trump. I don't know why that works still. I don't know why people don't haven't cleansed their palate and don't miss Trump a little bit. Like, especially seeing the crappy job I mean, maybe it's just clear for us. Yeah. Maybe it's just clear to us that like the radical left, you know what I mean? Like some of this stuff is just ridiculous. Some of this stuff don't make no sense. Um, You know, the job that Biden is doing, you would think people would start keeping an open mind with Trump and whatever Trumpism is like you would think there'd be a little bit more skepticism of your CNNs and your Joy Reid's or whoever, where they might start being like, hold on, man, y'all sounding a little too bossy over there. Y'all saying no jab, no job. Y'all all about mandates over there. Y'all about, you know, vaccine passports. But I guess the average layman Latino or Democrat or just the average person that's just like, oh, yeah, I saw the news today, CNN, whatever, whatever, read the headline, New York Times. I wonder if those folks just still truly believe like, yes, all this government overreach is for our health. All this, all these mandates is for our safety, it's for our own good. I don't get Sh- it. Shout out to all the people that are liking the what did he said or following the what did he said page. You can tell the audience is growing on that page. It's reflecting on the on the downloads of the podcast. And I don't want to say that most if it, most of everybody that listens is is Mexican or Hispanic or Latino or whatever, but they really are. Mm-hmm. Like I would say ninety five percent of them are. 
It's really one of those, it's, it's going to have to be one of those uh, grassroots efforts where if you listen to this show and other shows like it, and you like the video, right, and you subscribe, and you, you know, hit the notifications on YouTube, maybe and Instagram or whatever, or Facebook, that's great. But you have to actively share some of these, not some, all of these messages, right? You have to actually, and that's one of the problems that I, that I hear a lot of people commentate on is that they're too scared still to share content like this. Like, you're gonna, we're going to consume it in our echo, cham- echo chambers, but we're not going to share it because we don't want to be labeled as one of those people. And that's the unfortunate truth it's about great. that, you know, the left being very aggressive about what they say, and they're, they're, they own it like a motherfucker, right? They're going to be, you know, AOC in that Chick-fil-A dress, and own it and not have no shame and not give a fuck about what she's talking about or who she's around because my constituents are going to vote for me regardless. Meanwhile, on the right, fans of this show, I, I, I'd be curious to know how many people that like this show, that love the content, that love the clips, actually share it with their friends and family we, you know, without feeling scared. Yeah, they're probably like, Chingo Bling, don't nobody want to hear that shit. That's, <laughs> that dude's a sellout. He's a trumper. <laughs> hey, man. I'm just a comedian shit talker. That's right. And we call we call this the common sense show, meaning like yep. some of this stuff, like just the radical stuff, man. You know what I mean? Um, and you said something that sparked something uh, that I was about to say. Uh, oh, that oh people people being afraid to share stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I was listening to a podcast you recommended. It was uh, her name is Megan Murphy, right? Mm-hmm. Logan. Mm-hmm. So she, I guess, she got banned off Twitter for like challenging and asking questions about all this gender stuff right like binary uh, gender dysmorphia blah 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 mm-hmm. and he uh rogan basically said like you know when one whole side of the political spectrum is actively trying to cancel and censor and all that shit it, it's like that's textbook fascism you know what i mean so so it's to the point where you know, you and I are relaying certain points and information, just having a discussion about like, yo, what happened with Newsom and what, you know, whatever, right? What's up with these mandates? What's up with this Vax passport? And people are scared to share it because there's an entire half of the population that basically is going to hope, hope that you get fired, hope that you lose your entire fucking reputation and your livelihood. And they're the fascists. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that is absolutely right. And I was listening to Zuby was on Tim Pool's podcast. And Zuby's always good to listen to. Like he's he's got this this perspective where he looks at everything in, from like a philosophical kind of point of view and he looks at like people and behaviors and that's that kind of shit that I also like. And he doesn't keep it very specifically political, but everything bleeds in the politics. You, you know, you might hate to hear that, but it doesn't matter what you're talking about. Entertainment, education, your your you know your household you know relationships with your spouses, whether you're same sex marriage or whatever, it all bleeds into politics somewhere. And he was making that really good point too that people like they're just scared of saying how they feel. They they're, they're scared of being themselves online at the fear of being canceled or at the fear of sounding like right now an insurrectionist, a racist, a homophobe, or whatever. And it makes it that much harder to get a message that might actually fall more in the middle than on either extreme sides. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, and it's just proof that, like, cancel culture is another form of, you know, China's social credit score. And it's here. It all started with politically correctness. Uh, I feel like the last bastion of free speech is stand-up comedy, where you're still able to kind of make fun. But even then, you know, thank God my audience isn't like this, but even then, some people are like, oh, my God, that's offensive. Comedy should be nice. You know, you That's can't so pun- dumb. punch. Yeah, you can't punch up. You can't punch down. Don't punch anything. Like, <laughs> oh, like it, it's like 
don't nobody want to tell jokes in front of an audience like that. That's closed minded, isn't ready to laugh. And and they're so I guess um, they're so wanting to not be offended that it just kills the entire experience. So thank God. Ain't none of my fans like this. Uh, we all talk shit. Comedy is not nice. Uh, we roast. We make fun. That is the end of the teaser. All right. If you want the whole enchilada, the full shebang, that's strictly for the patrons. We're hitting y'all with more premium content. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales and get full access to all of the shows, all of the content and all the premium exclusives. All right. See you there. Patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. Sus.